I want the students to repeat after me this. I will never be the same after today. I want you to say it again with me. I will never be the same after today. How many of you believe that? Hallelujah. Micah chapter number 2, verse number 13. The Bible said, The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up. The word breaker means to make a breach or to make an opening. He said, The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up. They have passed through. Everybody say through. Through, through the gate. The gate is a movable barrier. It is not fixed. It is not stationary. It is something that moves. It is a portal or a point or an access of you going into something or coming out of something. A gate. It is a movable barrier. He said they have passed through that gate and have gone out by it and their king shall pass before them and the Lord on ahead of them. Amen. I want to preach to you for a few moments today from this thought, the breaker and the broken. The breaker and the broken. By way of definition, I want to give you one, one uh, word and definition of that word, and that is the word breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. Breakthrough is overcoming something and having or having an achievement. It is an instant of achieve, achieving success in a particular sphere or activity. In other words, it's an act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle, a breakthrough. You see, if you can get the breaker and you can get someone who is broken, it's the recipe for a breakthrough. Because you're not going to get a breakthrough without the breaker. You're, you're, you're not going to get what you need from, from some program. You're, you're not going to get what you need from, from some uh, the, philosophical, uh, some smart analytical idea or process. If, if you're, if you're going to get a breakthrough, I, I'm talking about a spiritual breakthrough. I'm talking about whatever's held you back, whatever's inhibited you, what, whatever's hindered you. You're not going to get it. But if you can come in contact with the breaker, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. If you can come in contact with the breaker, and you become broken enough to make some decisions, you, you, you're going to get you a breakthrough. Oh, if you believe that, clap your hands one more time and give him praise. Hey Amen. If you'll help me, you may be seated in the name of the Lord. We don't have a long runway today. It's just going to be kind of a helicopter takeoff. Is that all right with you? I'm going I'm to treat this service like a Friday night camp meeting service with 2,000 people here. Amen. The devil cannot prevent your breakthrough. I don't care how many demons there are. I don't care what you've been hearing. I don't care what the spirit world has been projecting to you. He does not have the capability nor power 
no authority to prevent what God wants you to have. I want to declare to this house that whatever territory, whatever property, whatever thing that God said was yours, it's going to be yours by the help and by the mercy and the grace of Almighty God. I don't care how many devils are fighting you, how many demonic forces are coming against you. I want to arise on the sacred desk in the middle of this TCYC and tell hell that all power in heaven and earth is given unto my daddy. I want to tell the devil that you don't even have the own keys to your own house, that my daddy took your keys to death, hell, and the grave. So I'm not going to listen to your nonsense. I'm not going to buy the stigma you placed upon upon my life. Because devil, you're a liar and you're the father of all lies. And I will have what God said was mine. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. He cannot prevent your miracle. He cannot prevent the revival in your youth group or in your church. He cannot prevent the financial blessing because the Lord will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And let me just pause and tell this generation that giving is not just worship when you give of your time and talent and treasure. Giving is warfare because it's the only place where God said, I'll rebuke the devourer devour for your sake you want the devil you want the devil to get his nasty talons off of your finances and off of the things of the kingdom of God that sometimes you just can't just worship him you've got to give out of the work and the purpose of God it can break the back of the enemy and it can reverse the I know this is a youth setting, but I want to tell the spirit of poverty to get its hands off this generation. That poverty mindset that the church owes me. The poverty mindset that says you're indebted to me. Ain't nobody owe me anything. Jesus gave his life for me. And Jesus paid the price for me. He made the way for me. Come on, last time I checked, my daddy still owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I want to tell somebody that he's a financial miracle, that God is well able unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I I don't think we know who we are. Come on, it's not good enough to know the mighty God in Christ. We got to know it's the mighty God in us. You want the revival that God said was yours? You, you got you to get up in the morning and tell that devourer, there's more to me than meets the eye. I'm not. I feel my help coming in this house. I want to tell this generation something. You're anointed by God. You've been washed in the blood. You've got the name of Jesus on your life. And wherever you go, he goes with you. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, it's Christ in you. The hope, the hope of glory. 
Some of you wouldn't preach with me if I was liking your Facebook page of all your posts to get attention because you're not here. You're God. You're not here to be seen. You're here to see Him and to get something from Him and get a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Okay, you don't understand who you are, but you don't understand who the devil is. You know who the devil is? He's an employee that got fired for non-performance. God kicked his heart out of heaven because he wouldn't do his job right. Because he kept saying, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will be like the most high. I will ascend this. You're never more like the devil when you start saying, I'll do what I want. I'll do it my way. I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. I will, when I get, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. When I get 18, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Hey, Flash, 18 is not a magical number. It's just the day you move from 17 to 18 it's not a magical number you better start saying not my will not my will but your will be done I get it how long have you seen somebody devil possessed in your church how long has it been since you cast out a devil in your church we don't see a lot of it in America you know why because self wills got people because self-will is stronger than any demonic force. The devil had got to do what Jesus says do. But self-will says, if I don't want to worship, I'm not worshiping. Guess what? Jesus loves you so much, he won't make you do anything you don't want to do. But when a person will submit to his will, there's no telling what God will do through you and for you in this end time. I just, you know, I, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to live the way I want to live. I, I'm going to date who I want to date. I want to go where I want to go. I will, I will, I will, I will. Well, you, listen, you can do all that you want to, and you're ready for a train wreck. But if you start saying, God, this is the, 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 the bad dog in me wants to do this, but I'm not going to feed that bad dog anymore. I'm going to feed that good dog, and I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost wants me to do because I've got to please him. I wish somebody get something in your spirit today that quit letting the devil have credit. He's not as big as he thinks he is. He's not as powerful as he portrays to you that he is. So who is he? He's a thief. He's a robber. The thief cometh but not to steal, kill, and destroy. You know what Jesus said? He said, I'm the door. He said, all that comes before me are thieves and robbers. And he said, the sheep don't even hear them. That's what Jesus said. And then he says, the thief cometh but for to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Who is Satan? He got kicked out of heaven for non-performance. And guess what God did? He fired him and he hired dirt to replace him. That's me. That's you. That's why he don't like you worshiping because it reminds him of him getting fired up in heaven. He reminds him of getting booted out of heaven. That's why my God. That's why he fights in the music department. That's why he gets drama and chaos going on in your in your praise team and your musicians causing all kinds of chaos and nonsense because it reminds him you got fired and God hired dirt. So I'm going to sing. I'm going to clap. I'm going to dance. I'm going to worship. I'm going to run. I'm going to magnify God. 
You got fired, and I got hired. You got fired, and I got hired. And so I say, let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. God is a spirit, and they that worship the Father must worship Him in spirit and in truth. What am I saying? I'm saying some breakthroughs and some victories can only happen by worship. There are some battles you can't win any other way. But hey, when you couldn't find a way, worship will make a way to win the battle. Do you want a breakthrough? I'll tell you what the devil wants. He wants you to have an antonym of a breakthrough. What is that? That's a breakdown, a collapse, a crash, a hindrance, an impediment, a stumbling block, a shortcoming. <laughs> Woo! But if the devil could stop you, surely he'd have stopped the man of Gadara in Mark chapter number 5. That man that was full of devils. That man that oftentimes he would cry and cut himself with stones. He was either in the mountains or in the tombs. He went from high places to dark, solitary places. And nobody could fix him. Nobody could tame him. Nobody could help him. He was helpless. He was hopeless. He was destitute. He was in a pickle and nobody could get him out of the jar. He had no hope. He had no way out. But all it took, all that demoniac had to do was to lay his eyes upon Jesus when he this man full of devils, he, he had spent his life himself cutting himself. Let me deal with that spirit of cutting. It's an unclean spirit. That's why when Jesus, when he cast the legion of devils out of that man of Gadara, he said, thou unclean spirit. Let's call it what it is. It's an unclean spirit that tries to get you to pierce your body. It's an unclean spirit that tries to get you to tattoo your body. It's an unclean spirit that tries to get you to cut your body. I want to, but, but I'm numb and, and I want to feel and I feel a release when I cut myself. That's an unclean spirit. I got a word for somebody in this house. Jesus was cut for you so you don't have to cut your body. Jesus was wounded for your transgression. God, I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost. When you feel tempted to cut yourself, when you feel tempted to scar your body, when you feel tempted to get your ears pierced or your nose pierced, when you feel tempted to give in to a tattoo, I hope you're reminded of the spear that was put into his side. I hope you're reminded of the crown of thorns that was put upon his head. I hope you was reminded about the nails they were put into his arms, his hands. And I want you to know that that unclean spirit has no authority over your life. You can break through that. You can have a breakthrough. You can have a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. You can have what God said was yours. So he's seen Jesus. And guess what? Those devils couldn't stop him from running. 
The Bible says he ran. He ran. He ran. Worshipped and we find him. Look, at him. Look what happened. He saw Jesus afar off. He ran and he worshipped him. I'm telling somebody in this house that the tomb cannot hinder your breakthrough. The mountain cannot stop your breakthrough. The fetters cannot stop your breakthrough. The cutting cannot stop your breakthrough. The divorced parents cannot stop your breakthrough. Your daddy on drugs cannot stop your breakthrough. Your past cannot stop your breakthrough. Your pain cannot stop your breakthrough. The drama in your your family cannot stop your breakthrough. The addictions of your past, I feel like preaching in this house. The addictions can't stop you. The depression can't stop you. The anxiety can't stop you. Fear cannot stop you. The darkness cannot stop you. The loneliness cannot stop you. The hopelessness cannot stop you. The helplessness cannot stop you. No, it can't because I know the Father. I know the I know the Christ. I know the deliverer. I know the way maker. I know the wheel within the middle of the wheel. I know the bright and the morning star. I know the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is my helper. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He's Emmanuel. God with us. He is the Christ of God. He is the... He is the son of God. He was born of a virgin. And you're going to call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people. He shall save his people. (laughs) If you just make up your mind you want to break through, you're going to get it. You just make up your mind you're tired of the tombs, you're going to have it. If you make up your mind, I'm done cutting. I'm done cussing. I'm done fornicating. I'm done of being an adulterer. I'm done, I'm done with the lion. I'm done with the cheek. Oh, somebody in this house, you got a lying spirit on you. You can't, you can't prevent, but tell a lie. Every word out of your mouth, you got to build up the story to get more attention. I curse that lying spirit. You ain't got to stay in the tomb of your lies. It's time for you to... It's time for you to walk in truth. It's time for you to live in truth. Because if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. The cutting's going to stop. Well, well, I feel you can be seated. I, I feel led. To, I, uh, huh. I, I've been, you know, I've been considering and thinking. You know, I, I know I was born. I'm going to talk to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Are you ready? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was born a boy, and uh, I've been having some strange thoughts lately that it would be okay if I start dressing more like a girl, and uh, I wonder what it'd be like to start talking a little bit more feminine, and I wonder, it's a little quiet in here, but that's all right. I wonder what it'd be like, you know, to kind of look at that boy to boy in a relationship maybe that I would one time consider just a boy and a girl and you start contemplating you first of all you start laughing at and start mocking and and start thinking that the homosexual community and lesbian are funny and you start first laughing at then you start tolerating it and then people start engaging in it 
you start buying the lies of the enemy that it's okay and it's acceptable. Yeah. And see, one time you would never get close to somebody that's leaning that way or involved in that kind of relationship. But you've justified your actions and you've justified yourself. Because you say, well, I got the Holy Ghost and so I know right from wrong. And so there is a difference between friendship and fellowship. I'm all about reaching people and winning to God and do whatever you got to do. But when your friendship becomes a fellowship and you start pull, and you start entertaining and fellowshipping those unclean spirits, if you're not careful, it'll attach itself to you. It'll start pulling on you. It'll start reaching for you. And if you're not careful, you become susceptible to it and you start having crazy thoughts because that spirit is oppressing you and projecting to you the of it, but something has to arise inside of your spirit that says, listen, I'm going to try to reach you, but I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm not going to spend, my God, have mercy. I'm trying to be really good. Let me just sit down and be careful. If you're spending more time with perversion then you are the purity of people. You are turning around from Jesus and you are walking back into that tomb that he already brought you out of. If you was born a young man, you're still a young man. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God Almighty. My God have mercy. Jesus would never change his identity. He said, I am the I am. Come on. I'll tell you who I am. I am who the I am says I am. I am a child of God. I've been washed in his blood. I've been filled with the. I wish somebody give God some praise right now. I wish somebody lift him up right now. I loose that spirit off some of you. That unclean spirit that's got your mind and got you thinking stupid stuff. I loose it off of you and I bind in the pits of hell. It's not cute. It's not cute to play around or to fantasize or to think that stuff's okay. It's an unclean, perverted spirit that's trying to wreck your life. It's trying to suck the life out of you. say nobody can help me that's a lie nobody can fix me that's a lie nobody has hope for me nobody can get me out of the mess I've went too far I've tried too much I've went down that road too long I'm past the point of return I'm past the point of getting better I'm past the point of getting where I used to be with God come on that's a lie that's a lie that's a lie if that demoniac can run and worship Jesus at his feet if we can find him sin and clothed and in his right mind. He's in his right mind. I wish somebody say there's hope for me. I wish somebody say there's hope for me. There's hope. 
there's hope. There's hope. I don't have to live. I don't have to live. I don't have to live like this. I don't have to be in the mess that I'm in. I didn't say it's always going to be pretty. I didn't say living for God's always going to be smooth. But it's always safe. It may not be smooth sailing, but it's always safe sailing. I'd never give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. I want to live for him. I want to live for him. There is a breakthrough coming to you today. There is a breakthrough coming. Let me just you know, let me just let me just consider these things. Let me let me just weigh it out. I, I don't know. You're t- you're telling me I've got to disconnect from them. Yes. You're telling me I've got to I've got to kind of reassess my my friendships and be careful. Yeah 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 yeah. Because some of your breakthroughs depending upon a breakup. Until you have a breakup, you ain't gonna have a breakthrough. Until you make up your mind, there's some. I'm telling somebody in this house, there is a relationship that's got a hold of you and it's backing you out of the altar. There's something got a hold of you that's pulling you out of God's presence. You used to go to every service. You used to couldn't wait to get to God's house. You was everything about God and his kingdom. But all of a sudden, you spent less time with the people of God and started spending more time with that backslider that used to be in church. Your text message thread used to be in the youth group chat uh, talking about what God was doing uh, and now uh, you've, you've removed yourself uh, from that group uh, and you're focusing on one individual and it's pulling you out of the altar it's pulling you out of the church instead of having a breakthrough you're becoming a mess instead of getting what you need from God there's a pull of something pulling on you it's pulling you further and further you try a little bit you get back in you talk in tongues but you go right back out you come out somebody right now and there's a pull of it and it's pulling you and it's pulling you and you try to go and it's pulling you you try to go and it's pulling you and it's and if you're not careful it'll pull you all the way to the threshold of the church and you say the door's there God I want back in and you're there at the entry point and you got one foot out there and you got one foot in here and the breaker's saying listen I've come up before you I've come up before you Micah was saying listen the breaker's come he's come to break forth through the waters like waters does come through the rivers and the Micah was trying to let the people of God know listen there's an escape out the way of your captivity you don't have to stay bound in the captivity any longer. Micah the prophet wanted the people of God to know that the breaker is come up. It was the prophetic perfect in the Hebrew text. The breaker is come. The breaker is come. He wanted the people of God to know that those God's people, he wanted them to identify with the one that would break open. He said, I want you to know that Yahweh is the breaker. And when the breaker comes, he prepares the way. He opens up to get you out of the land of captivity. He pays the price. I'm telling you, Jesus is the breaker. Jesus is the breaker. He's the one that can break you out. And the devil's trying to get you to look at the gate and say, okay, you got this far, but you ain't getting any further. And you look at the devil and say, devil, that gate is a movable gate. 
And if the breaker comes and put his hands on the latch and opens that gate and opens it, it's going to be the pathway for me to get out of my land of captivity. And the prophet wanted wanted Israel to know, whoa, hallelujah, that Jesus is always ahead of you. He's always making the way. He said of him, the Lord on the head of them. Listen, he went up Golgotha to break you out. Jesus is that breaker that will break through and rinse the veil so you can have a clear path to redemption. I'm preaching hope to you. I'm preaching help to you. I'm preaching that you're one breakup away from a breakthrough. You're one decision away from a miracle. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Second Samuel 5, 17. Oh, David understood about the Lord being one that could break through for him. <laughs> Guess what? I don't have to have all the answers for you. You just have to have a made-up mind that you are done with that relationship. I was, I was in a youth camp last week in Tennessee. I was in the altar area. I was worshiping the Lord before church. I was having prayer time. I was standing up there, and while I was there, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said a girl's name, and he said, he said there is, and he said her name, that, that there's a girl like that in the room. And I preached that entire service to one girl who I did not know in the room because the Lord reminded me of, a, of another girl that I knew, a teenage young girl, powerful, anointed by God, that started dating someone that's an atheist that nobody knows about. And I've watched her slowly step away from the things of God. She used to dance. She used to worship in the altar. God, she's so powerful and so anointed, but I didn't know, and I kept it. My wife's the hyphen director at our church, and this young lady, she's gifted, she's anointed, she's so powerful. But one friendship that became a fellowship started wrecking her life and pulling her away and messing with her mind. And, and so we're reaching for Brother Gore. We're trying to pull her back in. We're praying for We're believing. We're seeking God. We're getting words from God. We're texting. But until she makes up her mind that the fellowship with God is more important than the fellowship with the world. The fellowship with Him is more important than my connection with friendships out there. You say, Brother Burns, you're brutal. No. I'm trying to help you. Brother Burns, you're too hard. No, I'm trying to pull you away because you're one breakup away from a major break. Yeah, you're anointed, but the devil wants to take your anointing. He'll do it through a fellowship. He'll do it through a relationship. you got to make up your mind. I'm too anointed to make those dumb decisions. Hey, the devil will do whatever he can to wreck your world, but if you want to break through, if you want to breakthrough you can have it second Samuel 5 and 17 Woo! the Philistines heard they had anointed David King isn't it amazing how everything changes when an anointing comes in your life isn't it awesome? Have you noticed that when you're, you're kind of in and out of church and doing whatever you want to do, that the fight is so much less? You say, man, it's so easier not to really live for God. 
It just seems so easy. And I know, I know if, you, if, you do anything, if you do anything hard, it becomes easy. And if you go after God hard, it becomes easy. But the mindset is what I'm talking about. It's like, man, when you ain't doing nothing in the kingdom, it's like, man, it's, it's just, you, ain't hitting, you ain't getting hit with nothing. You start doing things in the kingdom, the bombs start going off, the bullets. You start dodging and looking and trying to, trying to make you want to go back in the cave. Because in the cave, you think the bullets couldn't get you. You got out there and got exposed worshiping Jesus, and you got in your right mind, and the devil can't stand the fact that the unclean spirit is gone, and you're in your right mind now, and he's jacked your mind up so much. But I'm telling you, that is the only way to live for God, is to fight the good fight of faith. It's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. So the Philistines heard that an anointing came on a man. <laughs> hey, he was the anointed cherub. He knows what anointing is. He was the one that covereth. He knows what covering is. He understands that. When the Philistines heard that anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. <laughs> Not just a part of them. They all come out of the woodwork to go find David. I'm preaching to somebody right now that you know you're called of God. There's a great anointing on you, and all hell is coming against you. That's good. Take it as a compliment. You're doing something right. Take, I'm glad the devil's mad. That's a good sign. It's like a pat. Thank you, devil, for getting upset. That means I'm doing something right because I want you to know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And devil, I want you to know that I understand that Jesus Christ is the almighty God and upon that rock of revelation that God is building his church and the gates of hell shall not overpower or prevail against it. So he went down into the hold. It's amazing what when the enemies come in and cause you to do things. He goes into the hold. Next verse. And the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphim. Next verse. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver. Somebody needs to preach, doubtless deliver. That God is able, able to deliver you beyond a shadow of a doubt with no doubt at all. God can deliver you. I don't care what it looks like. Help me right now, Holy Ghost. I don't care how many Philistines are after you. I don't care what's coming against you. I don't care if you look to the right, they're there, you look in front of you. Your family may not be in the church, but you serve a God that will doubtless deliver. The enemy's on your trail. He's trying to get you to perverted lifestyle, but the Lord will doubtless deliver. He will doubtless deliver you out of where you are I wish somebody just shout hallelujah to make the devil mad somebody's about to be delivered in this house Woo! listen and David came to Baal Perazim David smote them there they all come against him but one man smote and said, the Lord hath broken forth upon my enemies before me. The breaker had come. As the breach of waters, ain't nothing like water coming down a river. You ain't stopping it. 
if something gets in its way, it'll erode it away or it'll go around it or move it out of the way. Because when waters break forth, whether it's in a river or a stream or a well, when the dam is broken and the waters start coming, ain't nobody going to stop it. And when G- when God, hearing his word, he said the enemies, David said, as the breach of waters, therefore he called the plat place Baal Perazim. Do you know what that means? Baal Perazim means this. It means the Lord of the breakthroughs, plural. It's not the Lord of the breakthrough, but it's the Lord of the breakthroughs. You said, well, last week I got a breakthrough. I don't care. You don't serve the Lord of the breakthrough. You serve the Lord of the breakthroughs. He can do it over and over and over and over. He can do it over and over and over and over. If you want him, you can have him. If you want delivered, you can be free because he is the Lord of the breakthroughs. I know what he did to Goliath, David, but when all the Philistines come, I'm going to break through like waters. I know what happened at Ziklag, but I know what I did over and over and over. I don't know how many victories David had, and I don't know how many you're going to have, but this day is a day of victory for you. This day is a day of breaking forth for you. Ready for the synonyms of breakthrough? The devil wants you to have a breakdown, a crash. But I'll tell you what Jesus wants you to have. He wants you to have an advance, an advancement, an improvement, a betterment, an enlightenment. The related words are like this, a boost, an upgrade, an upturn, an increase, a revival. A betterment, an edification. I'm preaching to somebody in this house. You are one repentant prayer away from a breakthrough. You are one moment with God away from a breakthrough. It's one decision. It's just one decision. It's just one decision. Oh, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is that? That's when the broken in repentance come in contact with the breaker and they get a breakthrough. Lift your hands and love him all over the house, would you? Woo! In the name of Jesus Christ. I was, I was 13 years old. 13 years old. My mom and dad were divorced. I was living with my mom and my stepdad. My sister was on meth at 16. She had a child out of wedlock. Our life was chaos, drama. My stepdad was abusive. He'd throw food and break stuff and bust holes in walls and pull my sister's hair, pull my mom's hair, push me and shove me. Just all kinds of stupid stuff. He was backslidden. He was away from God. He was miserable. I remember one summer going to my dad's. My dad was also backslidden. I'd go. He was living with a woman in a two-bedroom trailer in Ardmore, Oklahoma. I remember going there that night. And uh, I was, I was, it was in 1996. And I, I looked out the window of a, of a low, bloody moon 
that had come on the horizon that night. And the fear of God got a hold of me, Brother Gilbert. And man, it shook me to the core. I stood there in conviction, laying, sleeping on an old couch that made out to a bed and a little bitty old trailer. We didn't have a whole lot. But I'd go there in the summer to mow lawns to get school clothes money to be able to have school clothes for school. But I remember that night as the Holy Ghost visited me in my dad's house. Man, I was miserable. I tossed and I turned and I become so broken before God. I repented and cried. And I remember going to my, my, my dad and my back said he was so away from God. I remember going over to his room and I beat on his door. I said, hey dad, daddy will you pray with me? He said, sure, son, and my backslidden dad, living with a woman, slips out of the bedroom and come kneels beside the bed. It was probably 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't remember. My dad prayed with me a little bit, cried a little bit. He slipped off to bed. But I couldn't get free from it. It kept coming to me, waves of anointing, waves of conviction pulling on me. You know what conviction does? It says you're not living right, but you can get right. Conviction says you're not right with God, but here's hope and help for you. You can turn to Jesus. Conviction says uh, you're in the tomb, but you don't belong there. Conviction says uh, you've been cutting, it's wrong, but you ain't going to cut anymore. Conviction says uh, you're wrong, uh, but there's the gate to walk through and out of it. Uh, Conviction says, uh, yeah, you're in a mess, uh, but the breaker's on the way uh, to break you out. Woo! So I went back home. That summer, two hours back to McAllister where we lived, come back in that broken home, all the chaos and confusion and drama, the screaming and yelling. I tried to go to sleep. I went back home. Man, I was so miserable. I was so broken. And I was so repentant. I was so repentant. I called my people, Sadler, Royal Sadler. He, he had got the Holy Ghost in 1961 in Johnny Godair's second revival, September the 28th in Odessa, Texas. He was never a preacher, but he stayed in church. He stayed living for God. I called my people up. I was 13 years old. I said, people, can I come stay the night? Sure, son, come on. I remember, just indulge me here for a moment. I feel to share this. I remember going to my grandpa's house. He also lived in low-income housing, had the old VCT five. Floors in the in the there, no carpet, no air conditioner. I, I remember going in there in the in the living room area, an old ugly green couch that every time you move it squeak and the wires in it would poke me in my side and I slipped off in that couch and tried to go to sleep and then boom, Holy Ghost. Started feeling conviction moved. I, I was so miserable. I, I went and worked and got money to buy school clothes. And I, I remember walking, walking around that shopping center just saying, God, I'm lost not right with you. If you come the rapture takes place, I, I was so broken. I, I can't describe to you nothing satisfied me. Nothing made me happy. No matter what I did I was miserable. But I was feeling the breaker come and say here's the gate. Do you want to walk through it? I paid the price for you to come through it. Went to my grandpa's that night. I got up in the middle of the night and went to my grandpa's door. I'll never forget it. I hope I never do. I knocked on his door. People, yes, son, what you need? Will you pray with me? Sure, son, come on. Walked in that room. This time I didn't walk into the room of a backslidden daddy living with a woman. This time I didn't walk into a room of stepdad beating and screaming and yelling. But it was old Peepaw Sadler. Man, he cried and started talking in tongues and started praying. I laid across that white pillow top mattress. It was high and comfy and I laid across it. I was just a little boy. I laid across it. I, I put my arms over that bed and my grandpa prayed with me and we cried and we prayed. And I was just shaking. 
I was just broken before God. And all of a sudden, I kept praying and kept praying. I went back to bed three times in the middle of the night. It was finally almost 2 o'clock in the morning, that hot August humid night in Oklahoma. And finally, after two or three times of getting up and getting down and getting up and getting down, I was so broken before God. But what was happening, what was happening in my life was a day of a turning point in my world. And finally, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I'd got the Holy Ghost at the age of 6, but we'd been out of church for a few years. I was stealing stuff with my friends. I was cussing. I had my old tank tops on with my shorts and looked like a little hoodlum. I mean, I, I just I had a rough part of town. It's where we lived. I was just doing my thing. But finally in there, in my grandpa's house, I prayed back through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was at the age of 13. At the age of 14, I got me a motorcycle. I went to every service. I had a key to the church. I'd go before school and pray. I'd go after school and pray. I remember times that after a move of God I'd wait for everybody to leave Brother Gilbert. I'd drive around the church and when the last car would leave I'd go back to the door at that church. I'd put my key and unlock that church door and when I would walk in the glory of the Lord would fall on me. I remember praying sometimes in that church where the power of God would move so strong I couldn't even move what was happening it was the broken and the breaker coming together it was the broken and the breaker meeting at the altar can I tell you you're one repentant prayer away repentance will break you out repentance will give you a breakthrough repentance will change your life and if repentance won't do it forgiveness will because if you won't repent and you don't have any issues, but somebody's wronged you or abused you or hurt you, you are one forgiving moment away from a major breakthrough. And if forgiveness won't get your breakthrough, then thanksgiving will get your breakthrough. Because there was ten of them. Musicians, come on back. There was ten lepers who were cleansed. Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke in 17, He says, He says there were ten cleansed. He said there were ten cleansed. But the Bible says that one, a Samaritan, one, one, the stranger, just one of them came back to give thanks unto the Lord. They were all cleansed. They were all cleansed. The leprosy was gone off of them. But guess what? If the leprosy had crippled them with their fingers were gone or become necrotic because they had lost feelings or damaged their fingers and their fingers were gone. i tell you what Thanksgiving will get you. It will restore your fingers back. When he got back to the feet of Jesus, Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? But the, only this one came back to give me praise. That Samaritan gave God thanks. You see, I don't want Jesus to cleanse me of an unclean spirit. I want him to make me whole. And if you'll go back to the breaker, can you imagine that old Samaritan saying, Hey, thanks got my finger back. Thanks got my other finger back. Thanks got my extremities restored. If part of his ear was missing, thanks got his ear put back on. Thanks 
stakes out his nose. He gave, I know that God's seen faith in him, but he gave him thanks. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You may be in the fight of your life. You may be fighting hell on every corner, but the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, give thanks. Thank you that my mom and dad are divorced. Thank you that my family's not living for God. Thank you that nobody's a preacher in my family. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you called me. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Thanks will give you the ability to survive. In everything, give thanks. Fred, you want the will of God? You want the will of God? Do you want the will of God? Do you want a breakthrough? Do you want a breakthrough? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. I've been battling suicide. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks will cause suicide to leave you. Come on. You want to know the word? Here, here. It's hard to be depressed when you're thankful. Well, I'm, I'm battling depression. That's because you're not thankful. You start thanking Jesus for your shirt and your shoes and your air and your breath. Thank you, Jesus, for deliverance. Thank you for your... You start thanking Jesus for your blood. The blood has the power. The blood has the power that even, even the Lord said, I will pass over when I see the blood. Satan cannot cross the bloodline. Depression cannot cross the bloodline. Anxiety can't cross the bloodline. Your past, your drama, your chaos, your confusion, it's the blood. There's power in the blood. There's life in the blood. imagine that Samaritan I don't know if his hands were missing I don't know what part of his bodies were missing but they I've seen pictures of leprous people that had the leprous disease and even though they can be cleansed they still need their they still need their extremities restored and they need to be made whole because if there was nothing to make whole Jesus would have never told him never told him want to make you whole there was something missing about that Samaritan but can you imagine when blood started flowing to that restored part Can you imagine the blood and the feeling, the feeling, being able to feel your fingertips, being able to reach down and feel something he had never felt before? I'm preaching to somebody right now. You've been so numb. It's been so long since you felt God. I know you coming, and I know you're here, and I thank God for it. And you've been singing, and you've come, and you've sacrificed to be here. But really down inside, you're saying, man... There's a part of me that's missing. I feel so empty. I feel so incomplete. I feel like, oh God. Oh God. Blood's fixing to flow to a part of your life that you thought was off limits. God is going to restore. There is restoration in this house. There's restoration. God wants to restore. God wants to restore. Preaching to someone right now, you was called at 15, maybe 17 or 16, and stuff happened, and you lost. Can I say it this way? You lost part of your ear. Something got a hold of you unclean. Lost your feeling. Used to operate. Used to be gifted, and 
And now you've taken a second seat because you don't feel worthy. Just give you thanks, Lord. Just give you thanks, Lord. Lord, you're the Lord of the breakthroughs. You did it for my sister. You did it for my family. I ask that you would do it for me. <laughs> this is what I feel to do. And if you, if you physically can't do this, I totally respect that. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to. Mainly to the students. I want us to get in a posture of prayer on our knees. That we are humbled and broken before God. Because guess what? I can't do this by myself. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I keep feeling this. We may go a different direction after this, but for right now, if you're physically able to, if you can't, you got knee problems, back problems, if you just can't, or if you're going to be immodest even and you can't, that's fine. But even on this platform, that's good. Thank you. I'm going to do it too. We're going to get on our knees in a posture of prayer. I want you all to, you're going to still sing. That's totally fine. You can worship God. But I want us to ask the Lord, God, if there's anything in me that's unlike you, I want clean hands and a pure heart. I ask that you forgive us if I'm entertaining things, if I'm fellowshipping with things. Some of you, God may deal with you to get off all social media for a season. You may feel you need to fast, fast, go on a fast. God, the consecration, God may speak to you. But I want us here for a moment just to ask the Lord. I'll lead it, God. I humble myself before you right now. God, we're here in this meeting. You've been so kind to visit us. I ask you, Lord, that you'd forgive me of everything that's unlike you. Every thought, every idea, every action. God, if there's associations that I'm connected to that I don't need to be connected to, forgive me and help me, Lord. If there's contacts and friendships and text messages and social media platforms, Lord, that's pulling me away from you, I ask that, oh Lord, that you would help us to surrender. Help us to walk in obedience, oh God. I ask that you would cleanse us and wash us. Forgive us, oh God. I want clean hands and a pure heart, Lord. God, if there's odd in my heart against a brother or a sister, or if I've been offended or hurt by someone, I forgive them, God. I forgive and I release them. God, I forgive them. I will not stand in judgment against them saying that they ever did anything to me. But I pray, Lord, that I'd forgive them. God, if I blamed you for anything that's happened to me or my family, I ask you, Lord, the questions that I've asked and the things that I've done and have acted in defiance, oh God, I ask that you'd forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for blaming you. <laughs> Come on, let your voice out and be able to talk to Him right now. God, I want to be clean before You. I want to be righteous before You. Cleanse me, oh God. Wash me. And God, if I've taken care of all of those things, and if thanksgiving, God, is what I need to do, I've been, I've been fighting, I've been worrying. <laughs> 
Lord, all hell has come against me. I'm in a battle. My peers are pulling me away from church. I, I've been involved in things and doing things, God, that's unhealthy. It's not that it's sin. It's just unhealthy for me. It's not good for me. God, I, I thank you for the trial. I thank you for the fire. I thank you, Lord, for the storm. I thank you, God, for the struggle. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not perfect. I thank you, Lord, that I've made mistakes, but you're the God that's forgiven my mistakes. I give you thanks for it, Lord. I give you praise for it, God. Come on, heaven's rejoicing over one sinner that repents. Heaven's rejoicing today. A young person turning back towards God an altar, a place of consecration, a place of dedication to the work of God. Oh. Oh. oh, God. Come on, it's not sensationalism. It's not just in, it, it, this, is, this is nitty-gritty stuff. This is where you make decisions, where you say, God, social media's been wrecking my mind. I'm going to get away from it. The media world, my music, my content, I'm going to separate myself from things. I'm going to give up things and let go of things, God. I'm going to die out to self. I, I'm going to deny myself to be the preacher you want me to be. God, I'm going to be what you want me to be. I'm going to walk in that authority and that anointing, that gifting. I'm going to turn my youth group, God, into a firehouse of revival and a move of your presence. I need you, Lord. Here I am. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Oh, God. Now I want you to start thanking him. Just start thanking him. Jesus, I thank you. Come on, lift your voice and begin to thank Him right now. I thank you, Jesus. I worship you. Make me whole. Miracles can happen right now as you begin to thank the Lord. Come on, Samaritan. Come on, stranger. Give glory to God. If you'll give glory to Him and begin to worship Him, He's going to start touching you. He's going to start helping you. He's going to start healing you. Emotions can be healed right now. Victories can come for you. The emotional fight and the struggle you've been in. That vicious cycle of attack and the bondage you've been in. Incarcerated yourself and surrounded yourself in darkness. Be free right now in the name of the Lord. Now if you're ready for a breakthrough and you need God, to, you need a breakthrough. I don't care what it's for. I don't care what it's about. It's some of the stuff I mentioned or stuff I didn't even say. But you're saying, preacher, I, I want to leave this place and I'm never the same again. I want you to stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. What God is about to do in this house, the devil cannot stop. What God is about to do in this house, what sin could prevent, you've already dealt with it. What unforgiveness could prevent, you've already dealt with it. What thanks or unthankful could stop, you've already dealt with it. There's going to be total liberty in this house for you to get a spiritual breakthrough. The Bible says we'll speak with new tongues. Some of you here in a moment are going to pray in a tongue you've never prayed in before. It's going to be a new tongue. 
You're going to go to a place in prayer, in victory, that it's been a long time since you've been there. How do I know that? Because the breaker is here, and I'm looking at the faces of broken people. And when the breaker and the broken come together, there will be a mighty breakthrough. Whatever obstacle that it was, I don't care how big it was. I don't care how strong it had a hold of you. It's going to be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do. When all the musicians, you can stop. Everybody in the building, just stop. Just say, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to count to three. And at three, we're simply going to shout to God with victory and worship. That's all we're going to do. The walls of Jer Jericho fell because the man of God gave them instructions. They obeyed the instructions. It wasn't just in the shout. It was in the obedience. They obeyed, and shout was a part of the obedience. It's that simple. I told you last night to close the service. We're going to walk in obedience. We're just going to do what the Holy Ghost wants us to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We're just going to obey. Why did the Red Sea part? Because Moses obeyed. He lifted up his rod, and God did this part. It's just obedience. You say you want to be mildly used by God? Walk in obedience. Do what God's asking you to do. Yes, Lord. Here I am. Are you ready? There's, there's fixing it. I, I know. I, I understand the atmosphere. I get all that. The breaker is not intimidated by the atmosphere. He's waiting on you to get to where he's at. He's waiting on you to come through the gate. Worship and obedience is going to get us to that place. If some of you, if you're ready to go, we're not going to be here much longer. But if you need to leave, you're welcome to leave. I'm after somebody in this house that says, you know what? I, I've got little touches, but I'm ready. I'm ready for something to be broke off of me. I'm telling you, it may not be everybody. Something's going to come on you. It's going to, the power of God's going to get on some of us in a way in a moment. That you're going to do something you've never done before. And you're going to do it in obedience. Okay? Are you all ready? You ready? I'm going to count to three. When I'm done, you're, you're not going to ask God to do anything. We're not going to plead. We're not going to beg. We're just going to respond in a spontaneous worship. It's going to create the atmosphere for the Holy Ghost to do some things in this house. Some of you, the addiction you're battling, in one moment, God's going to take the craving away from you. It's going to be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not by might nor by power. But it's by his spirit. I'm going to pray. When I'm done praying, I'm going to count to three. And you're just going to shout to God. Okay, everybody close your eyes. Nobody praying. Nobody looking around. If you don't want to break through and you don't need something special, a touch from God, don't lift your hands. Don't open your mouth. Just stay there when I give you instructions. But if you are hungry and you are thirsty for a demonstration of the power of God to touch you and change your life, I want you to respond here in a moment with everything inside of you. I want you to reach like you've never reached. I want you to worship like you've never worshipped. And it may not be for some of you decibels. It just may be a heart issue. It may be something in your mind, but you're going to release everything. Lord, I thank you for this day, for this conference, for this meeting. I thank you, Lord, for these people <clears throat> that are here, every young person. God, every mom and dad that's here, every preacher. God, I thank you for all the leaders. I thank you for everything that's made this happen. I thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, no doubt you have set the stage for this moment for incredible breakthrough in the spirit. 
God, it will not be mustered up. It will not be manufactured. It will not be through music to move us. But it will simply be raw hunger that creates an explosion of faith that believes that anything can happen in this house. I'm believing, God, that in a moment, miracles are going to take place. Deliverances, great deliverances for students and adults on the sound of my voice. And so, God, I ask today that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of your word and the power that's in your holy name, God, I have come to this city and to this conference in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I have not come to entertain these people. I have come, God, walking in obedience, trying to say every word that you have wanted me to say. You have given me instructions in this altar call, and I have tried my best to obey you and please you. I have tried to walk in obedience and God I feel the authority of your word and apostolic authority in this room and I am praying and I am asking you Lord to release an anointing in this house that would break every yoke of bondage and sin God there are people here that have repented they have forgiven others they have given you thanks they are in a place and a posture and a position for a mighty outpouring and a breakthrough through in the Holy Ghost. And Lord, here in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And at three, Lord, mouths are going to be open and spirits are going to be reaching for something from you. And I am asking you, Lord, that you would do something for these people that they've never seen done before. I pray that you would heal. I pray that you would deliver. I pray that you would touch in a sovereign way. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. And I believe it's going to happen. One, two, three. Would you receive right now? breakthrough for your mind right now there's a breakthrough for your marriage right now there's a breakthrough in your home right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Come on, there's a deep move of the Holy Ghost. One that will change you. One that will mark you. One that will give you a new identity in Christ. Come on, it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. You can be what God wants you to be. You can walk in authority and victory. You can have it here today. I see some of you dancing. I see some of you crying. I see some of you shouting. I see some of you saying, my God, I'm anointed. My God, I'm gifted. God's hands on me. I'm anointed in this hour. God's going to use me. God's going to use me. I am being delivered. 
I am being set free. I am being delivered. I am being set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, pornography has no authority over you. Addiction has no authority over you. You've got the blood. You've got the name. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost. You've got the power to over. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. He brought me out. He brought me out. He brought me out. I am delivered. I am free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes! Come on, elders, there's a breakthrough for you. Come on, young Mary, there's a breakthrough for you. Come on, youth pastor, there's a breakthrough for you. Come on, 13-year-old girl, there's a breakthrough for you. Come on, 20-year-old young man, there's a miracle waiting on you. Satan, you're under my feet. I command you to trouble me no more. Like the demoniac that you delivered the young man, you cast it out of him and commanded it to enter into no more. God's not interested in just delivering you. He wants you to have a future, a future free, a future in liberty, a future in serving him. I'm after a preacher right now. You're fighting hell. Give God thanks. I'm after a preacher's wife right now. You've been depressed. Start thanking God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. You are my helper. You are my deliverer. You are my strength, God. I wish some of you young people run up to this altar and just start slapping the platform saying, I ain't going back. I wish somebody saying, I've got a breakthrough today. There's a girl over there patting the wall. You just start slapping that platform and say, you know what? I ain't going back. There's a breakthrough on me. There's a breakthrough in me. I'm done. I'm done. I feel something breaking. My God, I feel something breaking. I feel something breaking in the Holy Ghost right now. That's it, somebody worshiping. That's it, somebody praising. There's victory in this house. My God, you feel that? Do you feel a release of power? I feel a release of the anointing. Woo! Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the power. If you want to dance, I loose you to dance. If you want to run, I loose you to run. If you want victory, I loose you to have it. You've got it. 
You've got it. Exercise it. Exercise it. Exercise it. Exercise it. Use your voice. Use your feet. Use your hands. There's victory in this house. That's it. Obey the Holy Ghost. That's it. Obey the Holy Ghost.